Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Here we are again with another episode of Multiple Voices. I have here today with me, and I'm going to let them say hello as soon as I tell you who it is. I have Eric and Laova. Um, say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> hello. It's excellent to be here. <laughs> it's, I'm so glad we had we were able to organize this. Um, they have a, a podcast, too. They have their own show. The title of the show is The Spirit World center podcast and um very little uh, about them they're from canada they're talking to me um from canada today and um i will be asking them questions about their podcast that i have watched but um you know things that are under the surface so let's start um first of all how did you two meet now this is not i don't want to you know punch below the belt i just <laughs> how did you meet lava how did you meet eric Oh, this is the awkward part, right? Online <laughs> dating, actually. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, so we're a Good very for modern you. couple. Good for you. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lova, where did you come from? Where do you come from? From Canada originally I, or? Quebec, yes. I'm, yeah, Quebec. I was born in Quebec. Yeah. And, and you, I moved Eric? in Ontario. Oh, you're right. Then you moved to Ontario. Oh, and, to, and Eric, <laughs> where were you born originally from Canada and Canada? Yep. Yeah, I was born in Oshawa, Ontario. Oh, and, where is that uh, exactly? That's about uh, an hour, half an hour east of Toronto. Yeah, oh, so okay. kind of in that greater Toronto area. Okay. Yeah. So, so now, what's uh, what's a nice couple like you doing in a place like the Spirit World Center podcast? What brought you to that? You mentioned before we started recording that you teach um, uh, shamanism and and you have a lot to do with the paranormal, and that is what actually has brought us together. I do much of the same, but the shamanistic world is a world that for me and I, this is you know uh, controversial is saying the same thing with different words okay so go ahead you have the floor <laughs> what is it that you do oh well ultimately we very much feel that we were drawn together you mm -hmm. know we had been looking for something for a long long time each of us and you and laova together yeah. okay and i feel like when we encountered each other it was just a natural fit and uh -huh. just brought so much together mm -hmm. um and ultimately led to 
a very interesting set of shamanic initiations within the first month of knowing each other. Okay, so, so maybe you would like to uh, define that for us because a lot of my listeners don't know the term shamanism and shamanic initiations. What does that uh, entail? Certainly. Um, the way that I like to define shamanism is I find it very simple, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that I like to make a distinction between shamanism and the cultural practices of any particular group, right? Okay. Um, so shamanism itself is not, let's say, Native American religion, right? Uh-huh. So I, I like to, to fo- focus on that because otherwise some really, uh, you know, some cultural appropriation starts happening, which, you know, we, we very much take a firm okay. stance against. And ultimately, shamanism is a term that refers to a very old approach to spirituality, one yeah. of the oldest actually. Mm-hmm. And that is, in essence, entering trance and interacting with the spirit world. Okay. And this is something that comes naturally to humans, right? Entering trance. Uh, you know, you, it's something that happens actually to our neurology, right? To, to our, our nervous system. We can mm-hmm. enter trance very easily by listening to drumming, mm-hmm. um, also by taking certain plant medicines, but mm-hmm. also uh, even at, and, you know, shamans throughout the history have used a lot of different techniques for entering trance, including uh, uh, sensory deprivation or mm-hmm. uh, staying up for three days straight to pass out, like a lot of different mm-hmm. ways to act upon the nervous system to enter that deep trance. Mm-hmm. So of course, what let me, we find let me with our... um, stop you. I, you know, you'll have to forgive me for interrupting every now and then. But um, when you um, describe it that way, it brings to mind vibration, a soul's vibration and a vibration mm-hmm. rate. And there are substances, like you say, uh, that can be taken f- for the soul to have that vibration. It, it is an increased vibrational rate. Um, then you also said that um that will allow them to uh, uh, connect with discuss communicate with the spirit world now in my world we call that mediumship if it is mm-hmm. you know if the communication is given to someone else then you act as a medium but it's called differently if you just communicate on your own you're in your home and you chat with the spirits um is that different from what you're talking about You know, it's an interesting point that you raise. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, the word shamanism is something that anthropologists started using in the 19th century to refer to uh, what was happening in the Tunguska tribe in Siberia, and they applied it to everywhere where that kind of trance-entering was happening. And myself, you know, we we are kind of forced to use the word shamanism because people know what it is, right? Well, Uh, no, wait, I, I tend to disagree people don't know what it is and mm. like you 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 the proviso in the beginning you mentioned you were distancing it from a native indian i mean native mm. american culture and so that goes to show that people don't really know what it is mm, true true yeah. and and ultimately ultimately i would actually like to call what we do trance entering spirit talking okay but the <laughs> Plauva won't let me because yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't really you. roll off the tongue. But it, it's the most descriptive, <laughs> right? In that what it comes down to is that all humans are born with this natural gift that they mm-hmm. can have naturally or they can develop, which is entering in, into trance and talking with spirits, entering mm-hmm. into that spirit world. 
and you know mediums obviously do it in their own way and shamanic uh shamanic practices obviously the 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 key there is the drum right listening to uh but it's really just one way of induction right then there's Mm -hmm. meditation there's other ways of inducing that trance in in the shamanic method of course you're listening to a beat per minute of about 210 beats per minute Mm -hmm. and that enters that basically has this effect on your nervous system where it enters you into trance you know but there's so many other techniques that's the thing i mean and entering into trance isn't just something unique to to humans right this is something that happens to a lot of animals uh you can put a chicken into trance, hypnotize a chicken by putting its beak down on the ground, taking a piece of chalk and drawing a line slowly away from the beak. It'll stay there in trance for half an hour. Wait a minute. Those of you who are just simply listening, don't see me giving him the time out so I don't have to talk over him. Um, All right. Now, when you say they will enter trance by putting there, you can use hypnosis. Now that's my field too. So, you know, the chickens have to move out of the way. (laughs) Now look, um, hypnosis is something you do to someone. You facilitate and they Mm. enter. Shamanism is something that as, you know, your description is, is leading me to say is something that the person themselves look for and do for the purpose of communicating in the spirit world. Am I hmm. saying something that aligns with you? Well, it's yes, I think we are talking about similar things here. Ultimately, you know, ultimately though, you don't have to do the drumming yourself, let's right, say. Of course not. It is a an external phenomena mm-hmm. that will have that effect on mm-hmm. you, right? So you can listen to a drum track and and enter into that trance state so it is you know in the same kind of similar way it is like having that hypnotic uh, okay now uh, i understand the phenomena mm-hmm. affecting you right sure, sure, sure. um and and ultimately yeah at the end of the day there's the spirit world out there right well and even so at the beginning of the it, day like, they're, entering into this they're out there that <laughs> the spirit world is out there it is yep. here it's here with us now yeah um, but, but you say everyone can do it. Everyone has the capacity to do it. And, and I assure you that most of the people that come to me, my clients, how can I, how can I, how can I? And of course, I, like you, do tell them how they can. But it's not necessarily the case that they are able to in the end. Um, well, what we find is different temperaments and talents require different techniques right okay and so of course we do find that there is this division between kind of left brain people and right brain people right so something like shamanic journeying where you're listening to that drum it it, there's a lot of like the sense of letting go right Mm -hmm. and it really works for people who can let go and especially works for people who tend to be kind of right brain right? That kind of Mm -hmm. creative kind of, but if you're kind of deeply logical and you want to kind of control, there's other techniques that work for that. Um, One of the, uh, one of the techniques actually that we teach that, and so this is why we say anyone can do it, Mm -hmm. but there's different ways in, right? Just like in hypnosis, Uh right? You you would use a different script for different people, right? Perfect. And, and so what we find is that uh, there are things called uh, trance postures, and these are based Mm. on very old uh this is based on research that was done on basically old pottery and such where you show where there's people within these trance states and 
ultimately you can take the body right you can you can basically go into certain postures and you can enter into these deep trance states because of the way that you're holding the body so it's this deeply embodied way of doing things mm -hmm. which is different from the you know from drumming which is tends to be more internalized right so mm -hmm. there's lots of different ways to do these sure, things sure uh, let me ask laova a question if you don't mind um laova can you describe um because you say you teach shamanism all right give me um let's say i come to you i'm a member of the public and i knock on your door your website i get in touch with you through the podcast and i say look i really would like to improve my ability to communicate with the spirit world how can I go about it what do you suggest to me I'm, I'm talking about the services that you provide um, do you say look we have package one two or three uh, package one does this T tell me how what I'll be looking at if I go to your website uh, sure yes yeah, so um well, we have two two courses right now, and one is called uh, Shamanic Apprenticeship, and the other course is uh, the Spirit Craft Mentorship. Oh, uh, so the difference, yeah, it's the there's two difference here. The shamanic one is more based on the core shamanism. Uh, you can see along the line of uh, like other school like Michael Arner or Sandra Ingerman, uh, but we're not focusing on just the um, spirit animals uh, mm -hmm. aspect of it. We, you know, we're open to all uh, type of, of spirits. Mm -hmm. And so the way it, we present that program is that uh, every week you have a, uh, an email yeah, uh, and you receive um, information uh, to how to explore the spirit world, how to communicate. You know, we meet, we let you meet with your guardian spirit. That's the first spirit you meet with, and um, then you uh, we meet like together. And I homework. I teach you, you give, like you give them homework, sort of. Yes, and we meet uh -huh. every. Um, like it depends on what you know what you choose but we meet every two weeks or every month and then during that time we uh see if there is any blockages in the you know in their in their work and of course they also have uh, access to me anytime by email uh, if there's anything happening and so during the program it's a 18 month okay. program okay and uh it's not just about connecting with the spirit world there's a lot of uh healing techniques as well so it's a soul healing mm -hmm. uh, and also ancestral healing and connecting uh, also with nature yeah. okay so so let's say this is a one-on-one -on -one, or do you group people together in sessions oh yeah so it is a one-on-one -on -one, but we do have a, a student forum uh, where they can discuss together and where mm -hmm. we answer their question and where we also provide a uh, monthly, uh, we have a monthly gathering, okay. uh, Zoom gathering oh, okay. yeah, with everyone. Okay, so, yeah. so now I'm, um, I have a session with you and then once a month I get to powwow with all of the other people so we can exchange our ideas. What about the other program the, that there was a keyword mentorship? What was that? What is that about? Oh, the spirit craft one. That uh -huh. that is um, the program. In fact, that Eric is teaching. I'm more like the shamanic one. Eric does the spirit craft one, mm -hmm. and uh, the spirit craft program. Wait a minute. Wait a little... minute. Laova, yeah. let us ask him. Since it's his program, oh, sure. you talk, Eric. <laughs> give give Laova a break. <laughs> 
so um, ultimately, Spiritcraft, the uh, the Spiritcraft program, it uh, it's basically I love that name. for Spiritcraft. It's for those who are more um, who are more right brain. Right. So mm-hmm. those who are no left brain, left brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left always get those confused. Brain. So left brain. So it's those who want kind of a more logical kind of contractual way of interacting with the spirit. Mm. So it's it's based on a lot of more sacred ceremony and a lot of more ceremonial interactions with uh, the spirit world. Um, it's based on a lot more kind of uh, pagan ideas, a lot more kind of uh, connecting with the spirits in by creating a a symbiosis, right? Wait so symbiosis. Second. Hang on just a second, yeah. Eric. Now, if I go to the other website, I see these two offerings. Is one a prerequisite of the other? Mm. No. No, no. They are, they are completely different paths, basically. So the shamanism uh, apprenticeship exists for those who want to uh, engage in kind of the, the shamanic journeying style of interacting with the spirit world, right? Uh-huh. So this is why we always say, you know, different temperaments and talents, so different techniques. Uh-huh. And then the the spirit craft, you know, that is targeted for those who are more, you know, who want this kind of contractual interaction with the spirit. So in other words, it's this idea of symbiosis, right? So a I scratch your back if you scratch mine. It's a mm-hmm. way of connecting with the local spiritual ecosystem, that you exist within. Why would you want to do that? It makes life very interesting. Oh. Uh, so essentially what we're talking about here is, uh, you know, let's say you're living next to a forest, mm-hmm. right? Something that you can do is start to create connections with that forest, with that spiritual ecosystem that exists around you. And there's a great amount of beings living in that forest far apart from any kind of you know disembodied humans you're mm-hmm. talking about uh elementals you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, uh nature spirits uh, all this and and ultimately you can, can you, start can to you connect please describe elementals and define that for for the audience elementals they are very interesting beings um you're talking about being okay well we kind of had to then backtrack a second and just Mm -hmm. say that you know you can look at existence as there being kind of there's there's a a large amount of quibbling over terms but an astral realm or what we call a liminal realm kind of this in between between the the uh the physical and the spirit world there's uh there is uh, realm of existence out there that's just across a veil, right? All right. And uh, in let's that, say, we have... Uh, would that be similar? I call this a peri-spiritual place, if I'm not mistaken, where hmm. um, and where earthbound souls uh, thrive. Is this mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah. So it's that, it's that kind of that in-between where you have the pure consciousness of the spirit world mm-hmm. interacting still with time and space. Yes. Right. And, and so within there, of course, absolutely. There's where your earthbound souls are going to be because they are that disembodied consciousness, that pure consciousness mm-hmm. still relating to time and space. Uh, however, there's other things existing ah. there. We find elementals would be one example where you have a consciousness that is very uh, closely aligned with a particular element let's say you know one of the four classical elements earth Mm -hmm. air fire water and they are living lives in relation to how those elements are expressed in nature 
right? So, uh, for instance, you would have beings existing in relation to a waterfall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that are living within consciousness that is not bound by our kind of restraints, and mm-hmm. so they are able to live in and and exist among something that they find very attractive, right? That 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 resonates with their own internal nature. So they are not earthbound souls. No, no. They um, go ahead. I'd say not well. Earthbound. Um, they are certainly living on Earth, and they are consciousnesses. But if so, by soul you mean you know uh, a formerly a human? No, no. Uh, that's what I meant. A formerly a human okay. mm-hmm. who, for some right. reason, because of trauma or whatever, are still uh, tied to the Earth, and that's not their natural place. And elementals. This this then opens another question for me it begs the question well where did they come from who are they have never been incarnated then right um well i would certainly say that consciousness is something that permeates this entire universe right and and ultimately you and i we are examples of embodied consciousness right consciousness that's taken on a body within this physical world okay so now forgive me for interrupting now when you say consciousness, you're speaking of consciousness as if it were synonymic with the soul. Hmm. I would say that that would be a safe assessment in okay. terms of how an individual soul is a patterning of the consciousness, if you will. Think about the the Buddhist metaphor, right? That there is this ocean of consciousness, mm-hmm. and we're each a wave on that con- on that ocean. And so, you know, an individual soul is a particular pattern existing within a pattern of consciousness existing within that sea of consciousness Mm -hmm. that has its own existence, has its own identity uh, for as long as that, you know, that pattern continues to cause change in this in this sea. Okay, a couple of metaphors there, but they were used well. I agree. I agree. I agree very, you know, very closely to that. Yeah. So you're saying that the second uh, offer that you have, um, the the left brain, if I'm correct uh, in remembering, um, is something that will allow you to come into contact with elementals as part of nature and be able to, in some way, raise your level of awareness or sensitivity to... um, the world, your context that you live in. Um, but it mm, has to absolutely. do with the elements. And um, can I ask as a curiosity, um, do people, do you find that people um, prevail in choosing door number one or door number two, the right brain or the left brain? Do you find you give more shamanism classes or more um, of the other type? Certainly, find more of the shamanism. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, that's what and I, I think it's. Uh, I think that is representative of who tends to be more interested in in spirituality as yeah. well. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, you know, you tend to have more of that uh, that right brain approach. You know, yeah. intuitive, creative mm-hmm. approach to those mm-hmm, who are mm-hmm. coming to spirituality. Really, really, is we, it like like a ratio of one to three, or how 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 much more? I'd say four to one, actually. Ah, but yeah. that, wow. 
Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we also have uh, students that they like to take both. Yes, at the of same course. time. Of course, of course. Yeah. At the same time, you would say. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And well, that begs the question, how is it organized, the second service? Is it, pro does it alternate weeks with the shamanism? How is that organized? Oh, no, no, it's, uh, it, uh, if you take both, um, you're going to have a lot to do, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, a lot you know, of uh, time, mm -hmm. time is short on this life, you know, mm -hmm. and if you want to get something done, get to it, right? Yeah. And we're all slowly approaching that time where we're yeah, yeah. not going to be here anymore. Might as well get done. Well, we'll be changing. And so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's weekly, um, yeah, it's just, once again, it's weekly assignments, Same weekly thing. lectures, weekly assignments. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's something that, uh, people, if they are, you know, if they, if they have that mindset where they want to get done, they can easily do both. You of know, course. It's, uh, a shamanic journey a week plus a, uh, plus an activity a week, you know, you can, you can mm -hmm. find room for that in a weekend. Now, can I ask you, what made you offer two? Is there in your, in Italian, we say there's a, um, a dream in our or, or in our or a wish in our drawer in that drawer do you have a wish of offering something else has that occurred to you is that in the process in the in the works now well one of the things that we really want to get out there mm -hmm. is uh, is actually the shamanic trance postures this is a, a yeah. big part of the uh, practice that we've really wanted to um to get out there in a much broader way so that means uh, there's a lot of that would power be, to it. it that would mean that the first shamanic course is a pre would be a prerequisite to that oh kind of a kind of a long alongside type thing but once again it's this kind of different temperaments and talents requiring okay. different methods right mm -hmm. and so if you're happy with shamanic journeying that is a uh, a powerful thing to be doing and so you don't really need the trance postures even though it's helpful right it would mm -hmm. be helpful or it is helpful but what would it other, be helpful for you want to cover that yes, go go Lava. <laughs> so um what i found is that a lot of people like they can sometimes they have problem to get into that trance to mm -hmm. get into that sweet yes. spot when you're you can like you know be calm and your your mind is aside and you're down here at your heart and you mm -hmm. can have this like kind of soul communication heart-based communication mm -hmm. with your guides and the spirit world um so what i realized over time is that a lot of it has to do with like if you can't calm your mind then we'll start with the body mm -hmm. and uh, by studying all these different posture from different culture and mm -hmm. different uh, you know statue that they they're they're making from millennia right mm -hmm. um, they are bringing that um, kind of quality because then you're working your body you and mean then they by they who body, who they the people um, or or when you say they they are yeah sorry yeah sorry uh, let me interject these yeah. so these types of trance postures they mm -hmm. are basically recorded on ancient art ancient ancient uh, uh, religious art ancient uh, pottery and such going back millennia may uh mayan aztec um uh celtic uh mm -hmm. very much built into the the kind of 
the kind of representations of of spiritual figures that you have in this early in this early uh, material they they aren't just choosing how they are they are representing these people by accident right they are representing it based on showing okay this is a person in trance this is a person in religious ecstasy right and so there is that that deeply embodied way of of, of tapping into that right wait, wait uh, so i'm missing this is kind something. of this is some lost knowledge here i'm missing so this something is basically i'm missing basically something because idea, yeah. you're saying they again and i don't understand you mean the artists the original artists the way they is that what you mean by they yes yes the okay. the artists of these early cultures uh-huh. who are basically okay. representing people within religious ecstasy and they're mm-hmm. showing mm. they're basically giving you a guide by mm-hmm. how they're presenting these people as to the embodied practices that these that these uh, that these people were doing right? mm-hmm. so uh, the embodied practices if i uh, understand correctly is a um, is another level of trance state of a trance state and it would be it would require a higher um let's say a greater amount of control over what you are doing and would that be or not no no i would say it's a different type of getting into a trance Mm -hmm. it's more like a tool okay so because let's say you have your drum Right. And you use the drum and you can, you know, just be in that state of mind. Some people, what they like to do is a static dance when you Mm -hmm. just, you know, let the flow going or uh, other technique is soul singing. So when you just sing whatever Mm -hmm. sound that has to come out and at some point you feel that shift and it's it's um, very difficult to explain uh, with word. But it's just, you know, you know, when you're aligned. Yes. Uh, within you and kind of the mind quiets down right, and right. you're more receptive so um, when you're in that state there's many many ways to get there you know to get to that point where you are receptive yes. and so the trance posture are just one way to do it okay and if I may interject uh, something that's happening there is that if you look at the way that the mind and the body interact if your body is really upset, right? Let's say that you're walking down a hallway and someone jumps out and goes, boo, right? Your body gets all upset, right? It, 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 all the, the, the chemicals are released and you're ready for fight or flight and all this. But your mind, your mind knows, okay, this is just my friend, you played a trick. And so your mind can calm down your body. But the, the reverse is also true. Your body can calm down your mind. Right, so this is the essence of shamanic journeying versus trance postures. Shamanic work is that inner work that also then has the effect on putting your body into a deep trance, and so it's that kind of mind-based way of getting in. But then you can also take the body and you can enter into these these postures that have this effect of connecting, opening yourself up to the universe, or calming you, or all this, and then that has an effect on your inner life. Right. So that's the idea of these transpostures. This is kind of the how they are working it towards the same purpose, but in different ways. Okay. And and so transposture is very useful for let's say, you know, you, you you're really big in on shamanic journey and you you enjoy it. But let's say you've had a really bad week, right? And you're really stressed. You might find it difficult then in that week to calm down your mind enough to enter into that into that state. 
So what you would do instead would be you would enter that posture. And by entering that posture, you're focusing on the body and not the mind. And so if the body is calm, then the mind will follow. Okay. Okay. I'm nodding my head yes and then side to side like the Indians do and when they say yes. But for me, it's okay. I'll accept that. But let me ask you this. What made that, the transposturing, what made that a likely third candidate to offer the public? Is there just a nat natural progression or did you have also other ideas? Well, it's, it's one of these things where absolutely there are other ideas and we're mm -hmm. probably going to end up with 20 courses in the end. <laughs> Good okay, for you. But it's, it's one of these things where we are starting out with what you know, tends to be a, a relatively easy way in for people, which is the, the, the shamanic journeying. But then it's, it's always addressing any issues that emerge, right? So different people, you know, I would say that a good percentage of the population is capable of the of shamanic journeying, right? Yes. But it's always that goal to open up these levels of abilities and these, these levels of experience to other people, right? Yes. And also, uh, you know, when you do the shamanic journeying, it requires a lot of your vision. Usually people that can, like a shamanic journey, uh, I'm not sure if we described it uh, so we far. We haven't, no. <laughs> okay, so let's describe it. It's important. Um, it's like a, a vivid dream. You know, you go deep uh, inside right. and then uh, you have vision, but you also use the rest of your body, right? You, you can smell, mm -hmm. you can see, you can hear. And not... It's not very vibrant for everybody, right? So some people, they are seeking that connection with the spirit world. They cannot really access it with their vision, um, which is very prominent in shamanic journeying. Or they, So they are seeking this experience. And I'm, well, the, the more I see it, when I've, I, I, I want to do the trans posture, because you're receiving, you're connecting, you can heal yourself in a different way so that's that but still trans work still with the spirit world oh, okay yes. so so you mean lucid a form of lucid dreaming yeah, yeah yes it is so you go in this deep trance and then you're in that's right you're like right you have one foot in the material world and one foot in the spirit world and in fact if you talk about how we start the journey it's like when you are in the trance, you are aware of what we call the middle world or the other side of the veil, this mm -hmm. kind of embedded uh, reality between, you know, this just in between mm -hmm. the spirit world and the material. And then you can travel uh, and go down in what they call the lower world, or you can travel up and uh, kind of in another plane of reality, right? And I'm going far, but... Um, so when you're mostly your consciousness is kind of go traveling in the spirit world and then where you have access to guides that are more um, elevated, more wise, uh, okay. you know, not with an agenda and so mm -hmm. on. So let's um, say uh, yeah. this, this idea of going down um, is, you know, it is, I'm wondering if it, if you are putting it on the same level as the difference between light and dark. 
going down would be dark and going up would be light. Is that similar oh. or completely different? No, completely different, okay. in fact. Okay. Um, in fact, and this is, here it's, uh, I mean, to me, the spirit world, the, it is infinite. There's mm -hmm. infinite level that you can travel. But if we go with the basic, uh, usually when you go down, uh, it is related to nature, to mother nature. So if you go, let's say, in the lower world, it won't be kind of the underworld that we know, mm -hmm. uh, like in other okay. you know, culture. It's more like you go down, you go down through the earth, and then you arrive in a kind of similar kind of earth and it's uh, nature so you connect with nature spirit mm -hmm. uh like power animals plant spirits rock spirit uh it's very earth like very there are a lot of nature feel mm -hmm. and um so it, it, let's say we have a difference here you want to connect with wolf spirit for example right. you really like mm -hmm. the wolf okay so here's the difference let's say you are in the middle world mm -hmm. okay we'll go back to the middle world and you want to connect with the wolf spirit there. This wolf will have its own kind. It's a wolf that was used to be embodied. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it is a ghost wolf. So this wolf can have an agenda of its own and so on. It might ask for uh, something in return. Like mm -hmm. it will say, okay, I will, you know, I will guide you. No problem. But I want an offering of a steak, for example. Right. Okay. Right. So now the difference is that if you go in the lower world, so you're not in the middle anymore, then and you access the wolf spirit, you can see it as kind of the great spirit of all the wolf. And this one is compassionate, it's infinite, and it will uh, interact with the wolf wisdom itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's the difference. And this is why uh, when you do the shamanic journeying, then you you want to travel like in the spirit world completely. And same with the upper world. In the upper world, there is the ancestral realm. And this is usually what we do. We make the difference between an healed ancestor right. and an unhealed ancestor, the one that are bound, still bound to the earth. Bound. To the mm -hmm. earth. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting, this healed and unhealed. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Now, I, I have a good handle on what you do as, as professionals, let's say. Um, I have less of a, a, an understanding of what, you, what brought you individually to do this together. Um, can I ask, one at a time, <laughs> I'm outnumbered here. <laughs> um, have you practiced individually something similar with a different style a different name a different something and then together you decided to do this or how how was that when you got you know when you met and then you started getting to know each other where were you along your paths so I suppose I'll start because I think I started a little earlier than you. Okay. So I, I started when I was 12. Right. Um, I was inspired to, um, I went on a, a, a very lovely trip to, uh, uh, to England. And oh. when there, I, you know, I, I uh, went to all the stone circles, mm -hmm. Averbury Circle, right. uh, Stonehenge and all that. Uh -huh. And when I got back to Canada, I was absolutely enraptured by 
this uh, this this old path, right? And so I started consuming books on you know Druidry and Celtic shamanism and and all this, right? And that was my entry way into shamanism. And of course, then I went down the uh, the path of uh, went down the rabbit hole of just shamanism itself. But at the same time, definitely getting big into the esoteric, um, the you know Hermeticism, Western Mystery School. So I've basically been all over right. the map when it comes to uh, the esoteric, um, occultism, shamanism. Right. Well, so yeah, now this makes uh, when me we think, met, it was a it was Eric. A combination. What did you study? Because you started at twelve, right? So that that was pre high school. Now, mm-hmm. or just right you know, right before the beginning of high school. So it's top of the middle, middle school and class trip. So then you went into high school. Did you go on after high school to study? And if you did, what did you uh, entertain as studies for yourself? Interesting. So, um, Hmm. I would say, well, I I would say more of self studies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so in other words, accessing, uh, you know, I was the kid going to the uh, to the local bookstore, checking mm-hmm. out the New Age section <laughs> very yeah. vigorously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did study under the um, uh, the Society of Fairy Shamans, the, oh, uh, how which was uh, it was it was uh, created by a, a lovely woman um, out in uh, in Alberta. Unfortunately, she recently passed away, but uh, she um, she d- definitely taught kind of a a form of shamanism that was. Uh, embodied within kind of a an ancient Celtic kind of understanding of things, um, and uh, and then of course um, in my in my twenties I actually um, experimented a bit with uh, Thelema. Don't know if you are aware no, of that one. It's a, it's a it's a it's a form of uh, Western uh, it's a form of the Western mystery tradition of occultism, and essentially it's it's. Um, it's similar to what some of the occult lodges were doing in mm-hmm. the 18th century in England. There was like the Golden Dawn, that mm-hmm. uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, right. which basically was a Masonic society that was bringing back these all kind of uh, magical practices from Kabbalah and from Eastern Tantra. They were kind of creating this merge or this mixture. And so then you had Thelema, which came out of that. And so in essence, in my early twenties, I was, you know, getting together with guys in dark rooms with lots of candles and robes. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, and calling down our holy guardian angel and such to connect mm-hmm. with kind of higher levels of, of existence. Uh, so I was doing that kind of thing, and but eventually I started coming back to a more kind of nature-based oh, way of connecting okay. with so spirituality. You, so it's interesting this this uh, going through the the hermetic, um, you know, the golden dawn, which is is quite middle ages like you know i mean and you mm-hmm. mentioned this the um the 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 esoteric sector what did you call it um uh the new age when it was called the mm-hmm. new age they don't call it even that anymore uh esoteric is probably a word but so then let's say you broke free from the shackles of the golden dawn am i am i correct in saying that it was more of a shift it was more okay. of a shift in thinking i i'd always been very attracted to kind of the um, to the nature-based approach, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. To things like paganism, things like Wicca, right? Mm. Um, but uh, of course, I found those. Uh, um, yeah, they're all basically the one thing that I've found over the years, yeah. right? Is that everything when we're connecting with the spirit world, everything works, yeah, right? It's just sure. all a different aesthetic. Right. And so what's important is to find the aesthetic that works for you, because the spirit world is coming through in so many different ways. Right. Right. Ultimately, the spirit world is this 
thing that is actually ineffable. It's difficult right. for us to even right. describe and of incomprehensible, course. right? Like sure. if you don't have time and space, what's that like, right? Yeah, right. You can't right. even comprehend. And so, you know, the spirits, they take, they take pity on us. They look at our metaphors. <laughs> they look at our spiritual <laughs> at vocabulary. Our metaphors, yeah. And they, yeah. And they say, okay, how can we come through to this person? Mm-hmm. How can we interact with them in a way that they can comprehend and understand, right? These it's poor like, uh, it's like, it, it's like describing the, the stock market to a five-year-old kid, right? You're yeah. going to use metaphors and you might use different metaphors based yeah. on for different kids, right? If they're interested in cars or if they're interested in anything, you know, you'd use different metaphors. And, uh, and so I very much find that, you know, every spiritual system works and, and, and for connecting with the spirit world, every, it all works, but it's just the aesthetic that appeals to you and therefore that you can really embody mm-hmm. and feel within your existence and connect mm-hmm. with, right? Yeah. And so my uh, my aesthetic then was very much getting in touch with nature, getting in touch with uh, the healing of the mm-hmm. soul through working yeah. with spiritual guides and such, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people, they need more of a hierarchical approach where they need, you know, mm-hmm. these higher intelligences that are, uh, that are instructing them and all this. But I find the the conversational approach of shamanism is very powerful and very very hmm. useful yeah so Laova. that's that's where i was when i met with Laova. <laughs> Laova, where did you come from <laughs> <laughs> well for me it was a very different uh different path mm-hmm. very different from eric um first i i grew up i it's important for me to say i grew up in a, a catholic household yes um, so did i so. And, yeah so, yeah, so we know um, what that's like <laughs> <laughs> yes and and the thing is that we were living in a haunted house and the only thing like my sister was seeing the ghosts i was sensing them uh, we never really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother was like, just pray to God, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And, <laughs> In part, she's and, right. And it's, like, and it's true. I mean, yeah. like, we were fine after that. Like, uh, And then it just never went further than, uh, you know, talking about the spooky experience around a campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I was like, I was okay. And then I, I grew up and uh, I was not out of touch with the spirit world. Um, you know, I had a, uh, you know, start university, go to uh, um, be with someone that was toxic. All right. So um, I, after, you know, my teenage years with my, at the haunted house, you know, I had my regular um 20 you know going to university being uh, in a relationship but the relationship was toxic to me it was not a good one i've been in it for four years and i finally decided to leave um and but it left me i felt broken i felt like something but that's a was long missing. time four years yeah i it's the entire I, was it, it the entire university college level that you had this relationship um no, but I mean, like it was like in between. I ah, stopped okay. going to school. Oh, to, see, I see. It's complicated. Oh, but, it's complicated. I mean, it was during that time. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, but um, so I left him. I felt, you know, that I had to heal myself. So mm-hmm. I started meditation and mm-hmm. starting to explore spirituality. And the more I was doing meditation, the more uh, well, strange things started happening to me again. Like what? And uh, what? Like what? Strange things. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, for for example, 
uh, I um, there was a a funeral. I had a, a new boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the funeral of his grandfather, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, so after that, you know, we went to bed. He was mm-hmm. lying beside me, and I felt like someone or something wanted to connect with me. Yeah. So I said yes, but I didn't you. know. <laughs> I didn't know Good. what to expect. Yeah. And then what happened is that. My mouth opened, and the spirit entered my mouth, and it and I feel like it entered my brain, and so now I had no control for I was afraid, and my my head turned on the side and was looking at him with big big eyes, and then I hear I was not speaking, but I heard a voice in my mind. It was the voice of his grandfather, mm-hmm. and it said, you know, he said um, his name. Take care of your family. And he said, it is dad. Take care of your family. And then went away. Good. And I have shivers. And now, after that, I start crying. And he said, what happened? You were fixating me. What was that? I said, you will never believe me. You will never believe me. And I (laughs) And he never believed you. (laughs) So you left him too. (laughs) No, no, he did believe me. He did. Ah, But uh, because... I said, he said, dad. And I mean, isn't he your granddad? Like, I mean, uh, his dad was still alive, right? He said, yeah, it is a, it is a nickname that he has for a grandfather. I didn't ah. even know that. Ah, so it kind of was a, a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, yeah. So like things like that, that keeps, you know, happening that I mm-hmm. was not able to explain. And finally, I, 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 in the same day, I asked two friends, I said, do you know a medium? Because I need to talk to someone <laughs> that knows how to talk to spirit because I don't right. know what's going on with me. Yeah. And uh, and they don't know each other. They say, we don't know a medium. They say, I don't know a medium, but I know a shaman. They didn't know the same I one. I see, I see. But then I'm like, shaman, okay. Mm, sounds and good. And so this is... <laughs> This is, uh, I mean, anyone I can speak to spirits, I'm, I'm open, right? And so yeah. I didn't know anything about shamanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I met with a uh, native shaman um, and she was living in Ottawa. And uh, she asked me if I had uh, any kind of native blood, which I said, yes, I do. My grand great grandmother is uh, native. Well, she was native. And... Um, then she said, okay, then she, she gave me like the basic and in 15 minutes also, she pretty much described what would happen to me, to my life uh, in the, for the next year. You know, <laughs> she said, you will have a very difficult fall. I see you working with children mm-hmm. uh, and so on. And I said, just, and she said, you're overdue to work with the spirit. She's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I like her. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, she was pretty much straightforward. And mm-hmm. I really loved her. And so she put me on the path of shamanism pretty much because of the course of that year, mm-hmm. it was just, she was on spot. I mean, yeah, my apartment went on fire. Oh my god! Uh, I had like contract. Oh <laughs> I had like tons of contracts for art school. I I studied fine art. I started having tons of contract to teach uh, uh, children. Which came out of left field, right? You'd never yeah, yeah it came out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then yeah, then uh, we I, I, we moved a lot. I mean, I, I had a separation with that. Of course, boyfriend the poor at boy. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, 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 and uh, yeah. So I just decided, you know what? This is 
this is powerful. She was able to close her eyes. Yeah. And she knew me for 10 minutes and she, she knew what would happen to me for the next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Funny though, during that period, you still were being encouraged by the spirits to work harder, right? With the mirror, yeah. with the mirror incident. Yeah, with the mirror well, incident. What is the mirror incident? So, so that's, um, and this is why I'm fascinated by trance work is that I think we can, I want to start with that. We can enter trance in many, many ways. And so um, I was, I did a art workshop uh, online mm-hmm. where you go into a meditation right. and then you do painting. Right. And, and then I, so I go down the stairs here, it's a break time. I go down the stairs and in front of my stairs, there's a big mirror. Yeah. And so uh, I, and then when I turn, it's the bathroom. So uh-huh. but I was kind of grabbed to stay in front of the mirror, you know, it's like, whoa. You and, felt and then, someone was grabbing you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, so I look at myself in the mirror, but it's as if, it's hard to explain, but it's as if I was in the mirror and <laughs> someone was in me talking to oh, me yeah. in the mirror. I know. And I, it's so, fabulous. Mm-mm. And, and, and I, 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 that I never happened to me before, right? Yeah. So it was, whoa. And I felt like it was an ancestor st- telling me, you know, uh, you have to continue this work. You, you do what you got to do. And this is how I changed my life. You how know? old I, were you at that time when that mirror incident occurred? I was 25. Yeah. All right. Because the exact yeah. same thing happened to me twice, but I was 13 and I was 17. And wow. my parents thought I was depressed. And brought me to the doctor. And I did too. I couldn't communicate with everybody. I I was so, so frightened. And Mm -hmm. the first time the doctor, you know, you can imagine this Italian family go to the Italian doctor. They say, look, Mr. Monticelli, either you send her to Florida or let's start, you know, some, she needs a rest. She needs a rest. So we started with a multivitamin uh, uh, treatment and it took 10 days. I was out of it. 17 years old, the exact same thing happened. And I was in the mirror, I was shocked. I was I was completely shocked. I didn't know what was happening. And there too, oh, get out the vitamins, the multivitamins. Three days I was back to normal. But I was stuck. It wasn't like you were conscious and you were you processing. I was stuck. And to this day, I you know still think that it was one of the turning points of my life, both of these yeah. times. What happened to you after that, Laova? then what did you decide to do so well then i start uh uh learn uh, like i i met other people you know it's everything unfold you right know? i met right, people that right. were into shamanism that another. i didn't mm. even know right uh and i i did take some workshop uh with a shamanic school as mm-hmm. well and uh, it's give me a lot of confidence to find my own way at the same time mm-hmm. and eventually uh i met uh, eric and yeah. he pretty much was my cheerleader to be like <laughs> we, we go all in and and the thing is that we really complete each other um is kind of a walking library of knowledge of all right. that is like right. spiritual how long have so you how long ago did you meet oh three years ago now yeah. okay so it's very it recent very recent yeah. and is your uh, business does your business also date back to that is has it been three years two years more or less how how long pretty much two years two now. years yeah two years two and years. what about the podcast 
Oh, the podcast, it's a relatively new arrival. Probably More about newer. About a year. About a year. Actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We've been doing Q&As since the beginning, but yeah, the podcast is... What later. prompted you to do to start that podcast? Um, well, really, it started off as a way of just communicating with our uh, with our students, right? Yeah. To give kind ah. of a different, a bit of a, a bit of extra content to the students. And really, on, at the beginning, we just started putting our student Q and A's on there, right? So ah, any kind of extra questions that they were asking, it's like, well, we might as well answer it yeah, to everybody, right, so right. put it on there, right? So and how often do you have episodes? Is it a weekly or bi monthly or bi weekly? Um, Pretty much, actually, uh, as uh, as frequently as questions come up, um, ah, okay. and then as frequently as we have interviews. It's uh, uh-huh. you know some weeks I go through there and I'm literally posting a you know a eight minute session every ah, day, uh, and then others you know it's like there's there's two or just one. <laughs> it depends uh-huh. on how busy we are, and I see it, it really is kind of this this mouthpiece. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we don't really have a, a regular schedule, but it's more like, well, if you're interested in this stuff, yeah. uh, it's going to be a whole, you know, and if you can kind of just get in there and binge, right. uh, yeah. there's going to be a whole lot of information there. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. So now, yeah. uh, where, where can my audience find you? What can you spell out the website? What is it? Um, what's the address? Sure. Yes, it's uh, spiritworldcenter.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, center is spelt the American way with the E-R at the end. Okay. <laughs> Not the R-E. <laughs> and we mentioned your podcast at the beginning. And can you repeat that for us? Yes, yeah, certainly. That is the, the Spirit World Center podcast. And that is available on all your various podcast apps and streaming platforms like Spotify and all that. Okay. What about any uh, social media? Do you have social media that that works for you where they can interact or listen? Yes, yes. We, we do have the, uh, we have Spirit World Center on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then the other big account we have is uh, Spirit World Center on Instagram. And that one is spirit uh, underscore center, uh, no, it's a spirit underscore world underscore center. Uh-huh. All right, good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, uh, to come on this show. It was my pleasure to have you, and I'm sure that my audience will really appreciate this. And we, I'm sure we'll, there'll be so much to talk about in the future, and maybe we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. We yeah, have, uh, <laughs> we have and, a lot of stories still to share. But what and, uh, I really do to, have uh, to thank you both for being so amenable, amenable to, to my way of trying to get the secrets out and go and exposing your personal lives. That was really so bearing your soul, so to speak. Thanks again. Thanks again. And until we meet again. Bye bye, Eric. Bye bye, Lova. Thank you so much for having us. My thank pleasure. you.